0: Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy, whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here sitting with the David Niles, Juan Posada on the buttons. We have Jim Jam sitting next to us at the door waiting for anybody to barge in and take him down. We're going to be talking about fear tonight. I'm a little scared. I'm a, a little I, nervous. I'm, a, I'm afraid. It is it is your topic. So,
1: did you ever see the movie The Sphere? No.
0: Mm. But I'm going to go off of uh, JP2, and he just says, be not afraid. As he's, I guess, actually, yeah. you know what? Yeah. You know, the Bible says that. Well, I think so. that's like Jesus says, be not afraid more than anything else. I think that's his most common mm-hmm. uh, phrase. Like in the New Testament or something. If we were biblical scholars, we would know that ahead of time. But, um, we're not, so here we are. But yeah, we're going to talk about... Well, yeah, he certainly says it
1: more in the New Testament than in the Old Testament. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah, good job. Okay, uh, let's let's get into... Why do you keep
0: messing with the headphones,
1: dude? I'm just trying to get the right volume. I I'm keep, good. I, I'm with uh, you keep, mine. You keep, you keep, you keep is messing is, with mine. Well, I keep... It's like, is
0: this one me? No, that's not me. <laughs> that's me, oh, yeah. There's <laughs> the four knobs down there. Yeah. And we only have two
1: headphones. Yeah,
0: okay. Okay, well, tonight uh, we're going to be... Uh, open up a little bit of basil hayden Darker Eye. yeah this is a basil hayden i had not encountered before a uh, fun fact basil hayden is one that we tried back before episode 40 like within the, yeah and now so uh, what happens with itunes is after you reach like maybe 250 episodes it starts taking away episodes that you can download like on itunes so
1: there's, there's. Why does iTunes have to mess with it all the time? You know what I mean? I just don't know. leave it alone. Yeah.
0: So you can't actually get like the first 30 episodes on iTunes. You'd have to go to our website to get it. Really? To get it. Yeah. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. I've wondered about that. You know, uh, and we mentioned this. I mentioned this in the last episode. How long will our. You know, if we just stopped doing this and just walked away from the show, mm-hmm. how long would our episodes exist on the internet and like who's, who's supporting them? You know what I'm saying? Like. Whose server are they on and how well, long we're are they for th- I mean until Yeah, but I'm saying if we like walked away. Yeah. We stopped. We just shut it down. You know, bills obviously there's no website bills are going to be paid anymore. Mhm. Would they just go away?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. know the answer
1: to that. I mean they're on YouTube. YouTube would in theory would keep keep them. I mean, they don't
0: delete stuff. Well, actually, <laughs> These days they do. <laughs> they but. actually do delete things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Okay, so I'm excited. So what is the dark rye? Okay, so the, yes.
1: So this is a rye. Can
0: you pour it in? in well,
1: I can, proc? but I was going to look at the bottle, too, because I, did, well. I didn't want it. So, you know, Basil Hayden is known for their bourbon. Uh, they make a, good, a really good bourbon. It was one of the first ones we tried for that reason, because, like, hey, if you're drinking bourbon, you should try Basil Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, however, is a rye. So it's not a bourbon it's made with rye it's not made with corn right corn you think i would know that anyway um so this is blended with uh, straight rye whiskey canadian rye whiskey and a touch of port so they actually blend it with some port in order to create that's a, why it has that almost like plum color right a rich amber pour with ruby undertones um, but it's still 80 proof um Subtle fruits of sweetness to complement the traditional rye spice. Uh, it's approachable and wholly inspired. It's a wholly inspired experience to enjoy any way you like.
0: Well, I, I'm excited to try it because... You can do, uh, have it, it whatever you like. It, if you've listened to the show before, I, I'm not a big rye drinker. No? Because it's 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 actually just too, too much for me. Uh, so I've
1: had a really expensive rye before that was not... When I think of rye, I think it's like rough. Like, right, it's, it's aggressive. Rough, it's very, you very know, aggressive. This is like this is like what the cowboys are drinking in the old Western films. Right, you know where they like they these burly men go like. Urgh. You know, right. it's tough to get it down. It's not bo- bonded. Right, exactly. Uh, but a really nice rye is still very smooth.
0: Um,
1: but um, but, with but the port, this bottle,
0: hopefully it'll it'll smooth it out a little bit. And
1: Basil Hayden is a good a good distiller, mm-hmm. and I liked it because this is forty three bucks. So I've never tried it before. But I like, mm. you know, for Basil Hayden to... <laughs> for Basil Hayden I to... Forgot p- we to cheers. So I was going to spit it oh, back out. <laughs> I thought you were going to like, oh, it's bad. Don't... Uh, no, I was just going to spit it back out because we forgot
0: <laughs> to cheers. But then I was like, that's not... I'm glad I'm you... I'm not doing that. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to watch that. Cheers. We're,
1: we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers to Jesus.
0: Mm. A fruity aroma yeah. on the nose. Definitely almost sherry smell wow um i wonder a little
1: chocolate i wonder how much port they put in there because it's def you can definitely taste it it's not overpowering but it's a it's actually stronger than the port flavor is stronger than i expected that it would be
0: and it definitely tempers uh the aggressiveness of the rye it's hard to if you had just poured this for me i'd I'm not really I sure what it. I wouldn't know what it was. I've been a little confused. Yeah, but I stay in that state of confusion. I typically, yeah, I start there, and then I hopefully get cleared up from there. But yeah, yeah I, I I like it. I actually, um, I, do too. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I actually uh, am enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna reserve my final opinion for maybe towards the end of the show because it's it's very difficult for me to make judgments with one sip mm-hmm. you know so there's been times where i've had something and just because it's so unique and different i say, "Ooh, that's good i like it and then as i keep drinking and i say yeah never mind the novelty is wearing off and mm-hmm. i'm liking it less and less i don't i'm not saying that's going to happen here right but and then actually what happens mostly is i'll try something and say i'm not sure about that but then as, you as say, i finish by the time i'm done with the glass i say
0: i changed my mind i like this i do like that Hey Dave, uh, I have not told you this yet, but this okay. is something that you you would be uh, you would enjoy hearing. We are going to have the encyclical Casti Canubi for the, uh, recorded for uh, all of our patrons. Probably um, my favorite encyclical on, title, which is uh, yeah, it is fun to say Casti Canubi. Casti Canubi, can it, it's, it's on like, Christian I marriage.
1: Just, I can just picture Will Ferrell in the movie Elf saying "Canubi." That's a fun word, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh,
0: but it's it's eighteen hundred words, uh, a little over eighteen hundred words. So it's it, it's long. It's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, it's on Christian marriage. It's it's long by old standards, anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But you know, it's one that everybody should read who's going in the vocation of marriage. Yeah. But it's because it is long. It's kind of burdensome. Who who wrote it? Uh, Paul the. Is it Paul Paul the the sixth? sixth? Yeah. I was. I didn't think it was John
1: Paul II. second. Uh, no. 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 Uh, John Paul II kind of started the uh, long. Encyclical trend, you know. Encyclicals used to be very pithy, short. No, Pius, Pius the Ninth, Pius, Pius
0: the Eleventh,
1: Pius the Eleventh. Okay, Pius the Eleventh. But then, uh, yeah, JP two, he kind of started some longer encyclicals. His encyclicals are very, very good. Mm -hmm. But you know, these days it's like they're pages and pages and pages. But so it's going
0: to be long. I mean, it'll be a longer uh, recording than what we we typically try to uh, shoot for the ten to twelve minute range. So this one will be quite a bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it'll be, I think, very beneficial. Very cool. Um, so if you go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show, you can support as little as $4 a month you're going to get these uh, audio recordings. They're professionally done. They're really well done. High quality. Uh, so awesome how many pages voice. is 1,800 words? I don't know because I... I don't I, I don't know, know either. It's like, is that a
1: 30-minute audio? It's No, it'll be more than that. Okay. So, you know, maybe two days. If you want to commit two days, your commute there and back to, you know, maybe, yeah, because, maybe a two-day commute.
0: Because uh, our, our typical on average is about... Uh, three to four thousand words, and that's about ten to twelve minutes. Oh, eighteen
1: thousand, not eighteen hundred. Right, correct. Eighteen 000. thousand. Mm-hmm. You said 100. Uh, did I you say hundred? S- you said hundred. I apologize. I like, that did not seem like that long. I'm sorry. Eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand is, is it, a lot more is than eighteen hundred.
0: Yes. Yes, a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, you can see why I'm really excited. Yeah, I can see the confusion. person was confused. Right. I start in that state. Remember, I told you this. True. Uh, but. I'm really excited about it because one, I want to listen to it. Um, so we try to pick encyclicals or holy writings that really we like to, you know, we we'd be interested in, mm-hmm. and and hopes that everybody else would be too. But the only reason why we can do that is because of uh, guys who support us on the show. So thank you. everything that we do, we roll it back into into the show. Why don't you uh, raise a glass to our Patreon supporters, our patrons? I raise my glass to you, gentlemen. I think for past and present and future patrons of the Catholic Man Show. Uh, may you continue growing in holiness, and may you strive to live a virtuous life in this crazy, corrupt world through the intercession of Saint Joseph. Cheers! Here, here. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers! As the whiskey flows from this bottle, so may God's grace flow upon you.
0: But did you ask me to do that just that way you could say that part? It no. seemed like that was you were. I thought of it
1: as you were already going, doing your subpar toast. That compared to mine, mine is better. Okay. Um. Not that we're keeping score, but I was winning. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm totally winning. Okay. Uh. If not, if not, for nothing else, more opportunities that you have so been so generous to give me throughout the course of our show. As of late, not so much. I but haven't. I haven't sprung that It on hasn't in a been while. a while. There are so many. There's like phases or seasons of the Catholic Man show. I know, isn't it funny, You know where we go through feats of strength.
0: Yeah. That's probably jokes. Jokes of the, day. Jokes joke of the, of the day. day. Oh, yeah. That one was short lived. That was very, no. that's probably, that's, that's a good thing. That's probably that's good. a good thing. About. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Surprisingly, no one's calling for it back. <laughs> you know where the, I, cor- do, I can't believe it. You
1: know the, where the coronavirus likes to go on vacation? Germany. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dad joke. Super
1: funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, but it is funny how we have
1: seasons. evolved
0: seasons. Seasons. Yeah a man for all seasons even indeed indubitably my friend so
1: we're gonna talk about guns let's be british when we come back
0: uh you no. do it and i
1: won't you do it and yeah. i won't that'll be better hard pass <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna okay talk about, are, are, is that
1: we're gonna talk about gun locks Ooh, okay Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. And this is the Catholic Man Show. Other people here are Adam Minahan, Jim Finster,
0: Mm-mm.
1: Jim Spencer. Jim Finster is like his totally other dude.
0: His it's his birthday and today. And it's his
1: birthday today. Yeah. That is the Holy Spirit. He was. He, he, if, if you've ever wondered what the Holy Spirit looks like, it was that moment.
0: Just Happy it.
1: birthday, Jim Finster. Yep, he's a listener. He'll he'll get this. But we also have Jim Spencer here. That's his real name. His social security number is I'm just kidding. And Juan Posada. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just class over Juan. <laughs> Everybody knows Juan. Yeah. Okay, so man gear today is uh is this gun lock that I have with me.
0: Can you raise it up? I
1: can raise it up. But I want to make sure to honor the podcast audience who cannot see on the camera. If you would like to see on the camera, go to our YouTube channel, and you can see. Uh, but this is my shot lock, okay? Here. We're over here. Okay, so it's this one. They, they make these shot locks. This is a, a gun case to hold a rifle or a, a, long, a long gun of some kind. This one is for a shotgun um, that I think... This is the best of of all the when when I've done research before I bought this. This was absolutely the best solution. Okay, because I this is for my home defense shotgun. Okay, there's a uh, a problem. There are competing forces when it comes to securing your shotgun so that you know it's safe from children or friends. You know, like you want to make sure you have to have your guns safely secured, right? Secured. Accurate.
0: Right. Fact check, true.
1: Yes. That's just part of responsible gun ownership. Um, But also, you have to have them ready. They have to be both secure and ready. You know, if I have a big safe, and I have to, like, someone in my house, and it's like, hang on, hang on, I've got to do the three-digit, and it usually takes me at least two tries. Can you hold on? Just a second. I'm trying to get the door open. Right. Sir. Right. And then when we get the door open I'll have something to say to you. You know, that's not obviously the way it works. Okay? So this is really truly incredible because
0: Adam would you would you I would you mind? It. I'll ban okay. white this.
1: Okay. And I happen to have here my shotgun. It's okay. not loaded, is it? It is not loaded.
0: Hold on. It, Make sure. It's
1: def It's definitely not. Now load. it is de- now it is not loaded. It's definitely not loaded. Okay? So what you do is this uh you know, this shotgun will hold 5 uh, shells in the magazine. There's no magazine. The, this is the magazine right here of the shotgun. Okay, it, The tube thing that you put them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you'd do is you'd rack the slide back and so the ejection port is open. Mm-hmm. And you can see right here this little peg that the shotgun will hang like that. On that peg. Okay, and then you'd close the door. So right now, if there, were, if there were shells in this gun, uh-huh. there would be a shell right kind of sitting right there, uh-huh. ready to be put into the chamber, okay? Okay. And so, there, at this point, the gun is not it's not deadly. There's no, there is no physical way for this gun to discharge. Right. Okay? And so, you just have it like this, ready, shut in your wall, you know, wherever you want to put it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you open this... You take out your gun and go like this. And now all of a sudden the gun is loaded, is loaded and ready to fire. Okay. So it goes from the, just the way this is designed, it, it is a completely harmless firearm. There's no way that it can go off. I mean, aside from like, you know, uh, taking a, a grill gun and blazing up the shot, you know, like somehow right. discharging the oh, shells. No, oh, no.
0: I locked it. Okay. I'm going to unlock
1: it that's okay well, well i can unlock it but um
0: so i just thought this is really great and i think it's like 120 bucks so it's not, yeah, not super expensive yeah um okay so what it has also on there to open it up once it's closed is a keypad with a with a knob that, for lock and unlock right and so, so they make um but it's a push button key, keypad which i think is is nice okay they make both i i would rather have that me too um, they have a digital version. I
1: think they I even would, have a, a fingerprint want,
0: version. I would not want that.
1: Um, and I, I agree. the The fingerprint, in theory, is faster, but that assumes that it reads the right away. Yeah. The, I just there's so many problems with fingerprint scanners. Right. On and I like, think off your the,
0: adrenaline is going. Are you holding your finger still, or is your finger sweaty? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, Which some, finger was it? I yeah. mean, yeah.
1: So this has no batteries. It's all mechanical. mm Hmm. Which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing about this is that this is not going to stop an intruder if someone comes in your house when you're not there from stealing the firearm. Okay, so you could mount this into the uh, the studs in your wall. They're still if they want to take
0: that they're gun, they're going to rip it off. They, they can, can
1: they they're going to be able to rip it off the. But wall. But
0: they're not going to be able to get the gun inside unless they. They break could take the box. it home. They
1: could take it home and cut this open. That is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it would be. Or, you know, I think with a, if you took a, a, a big sledgehammer mm-hmm. in about 10 minutes, you could break this thing open. Okay. But that, it's not designed as a safe to secure like valuable guns. This is designed, like this shotgun I have, it's not very expensive. I'm not worried about someone stealing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm worried about it being safe and being ready at the same time. So, the, the, the website's shotlock.com. Go check it out. They're not sponsoring us. I just really like it. I've had this for like four years. Um,
0: if, if you work for that company, we'd like a sponsorship. Right.
1: Yeah, that would be cool too. We would totally be into that if you yes. know anybody, yes. if you have connections. Um, I also have another another uh, gun case. It's a Speed Vault. It is a digital keypad. Okay. Um, and I really like it because you just beep, 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 boom, and it... If this. that's for my, my pistol and it just drops it and it's right there um, I've got them staged throughout the house in strategic nice. locations yeah nice. and sometimes I'll test run Pamela you do? Yeah. I, think that's,
0: I think that's a great idea uh, and
1: I'll be like go 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 you know and like, like try to really try to make her go like create a false sense of anxiety it's kind of mm-hmm. mean but it also is like it's good well, training I, I, cause sometimes here's you, what I you think you like it's
0: fireworks like, off in the house <laughs> right if somebody's in the house Roman candles are going through like the and, 4th of July and
1: let's say like I'm having to like f- try to physically subdue them. Maybe I'm bigger than them, maybe they're bigger than me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need but let's to be know I me mean, you would be able to take no, them. I mean, hypothetically, yeah. I mean you'd be able hypothetically, to hypothetically, it doesn't matter for sure, okay? right? Okay. Yeah. Uh but I need to know that she can go get the retrieve the gun quickly and bring it to me. I'm not actually expecting her to ever discharge the weapon.
0: Has she has she fired it before? Yeah.
1: She knows. She needs to know how. N- she knows how. On both of our guns. Good. Or both of them that we have. I have more than two, but only two str- strategically placed. Sh- strategery. Strategery. Actually. Yeah. Exactly. So, but my expectation is probably bring it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. That's my job, you know. And but I don't think I could say, Hey, Pamela, babe, hold him down. All right. While I go get the gun. Right. right. So anyway. Um, that was just something I used to just have them in my closet when I was a bachelor, and mm-hmm. then when Elizabeth was born, and when she really turned like one and could start walking around, mm-hmm. that's when Pamela kind of gave me the ultimatum. That's like, look, you either do something about this, or we're not having these. And it's like, it's a, you are right. It's very, very prudent. You are right. And so I did a bunch of research at the time, and I found both of these shotlock. They make uh, if you if you want to get one. Like if you have a an AR-15 or something, they make, uh, you know, different ones for different guns. And,
0: man, I wish I had uh, my brother-in-law Holden on the show right now because he knows, he's a gun guy. He's a gun guy, and he knows a lot about. Yeah. Uh, this, it would have been good yeah. to have him on this for this segment.
1: Can I ask you like a serious question about about our country?
0: <sighs> okay. Do you have? Do a, I have to give a serious answer?
1: Only if you feel like it's appropriate. Okay. Um, do you feel like? our country might be headed towards like some sort of violent conflict, an internal violent conflict. When you, mean, when you say that, do you mean like kind of like a
0: civil war type like, of aspect? Like,
1: it's, it just seems like protests are getting more and more violent, and I just have this fear that irrational. people on both sides are getting stressed more and more and more, mm-hmm. and that it seems like if current trajectories hold in the, in the next decade...
0: We are headed towards a violent altercation between between political sides. Um, I think I I think it's a possibility without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's important for us to be praying for for peace. Yes. Um, and pray for our the leaders of our country. Because, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we we, we got to have we got to have leaders in the country that uphold um moral standards um and that will strive strive for peace within the, within because yeah. we're. we're we got to be together in order to be strong. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, do think that there is a possibility that you, you can't rule out that if we continue on this trajectory, but I have this sense that at some point, uh, the silent majority or the guy, the people who, uh, you know, are watching this thinking how ridiculous a lot of this is, will finally say enough is enough. Uh, cut it out let's get together like I know that we have differences and that's that's the
1: moment that I worry about when they say enough is enough right because- and, so, and the other side says no I mean the Marxist extreme the radical left is they are violent mm-hmm. I mean they're the ones destroying cop cars looting burning things they they are they have already demonstrated a proclivity to violence they're ready for violence
0: yeah yeah it, this, the sad you know what part, I mean. The sad part is, and I think
1: that if the conservative party, if the conservative... not party but people, population, eventually they're gonna say enough is enough, and that's when I worry about what sa- happens. The
0: sad part is, is that America can only be like destroyed from within, right? Yeah, now. you know, and I agree. like it's sad to see that happen. I think
1: all civilizations are, well, no, all great civilizations are destroyed from within.
0: So. Um, we do a disservice to the people who've died in this country I agree. by not by not standing up for what's right and we just. We do need to
1: pray for peace. That's the best. That's yep. the best point.
0: Yep. So when we get back, we're going to talk about fear. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here drinking a little bit of Basil Hayden Dark Rye. There's a reason why we have. Uh, we talked about guns, have a, the red light in the background. We're talking about fear today, but I just want to piggyback off of what uh, the last segment, because uh, you were asking me about, you know, if they think that there's going to be, you know, internal Violent violence, conflict. conflicts, yeah. and I think that as man, you know, we, we said like the important thing is to pray for peace, but I think even more important than, obviously we, we need to do that, but even another thing that's extremely important is to turn off the news, and focus on raising your kids. Totally. You want to change the world. Yeah. Focus on your domestic church. Focus on what you what the Lord has given you in charge of. The Lord is not going to judge you at the last day for what a, a leader a leader of the country has done. He may judge you if Correct. you uh, say something that's um, sinful mm-hmm. in public about it. if you like you know. No, kind he, of...
1: he might judge
0: you for intentionally
1: voting for a candidate who is pro-abortion. Yes. yes. So I mean there. There are some things you got to do. But once again, that's like, that's your
0: decision. But I think you You only
1: can control your own
0: decisions. But I think that if a lot of people just freaking turned off the news, turned off social media, and focus on loving your wife, focus on on raising your children to be holy children. Right. um, And have a whole bunch of kids. We'll just out, we'll, we'll out reproduce them. Uh, I think that's what's a good, that's what's going to change the world. Yeah, that's you don't want violence. That's what's going to you know within within our country. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah, raise your raise your, raise your kids. Raise a litany of saints. Raise your kids to be saints.
1: So nine, you have to have at least nine if you want to go to heaven. Is that what you're saying? That's a novena,
0: litany. You're can, right. You're litany right. Litany can be. I'm just checking. I was just testing you. You passed. All right. You passed this one. Good. Okay. So be uh, ready for the next one. So um, we're talking about fear tonight. Yes. Uh, I think this is a great topic to talk about under the current conditions. Uh-huh. Uh, what does Saint Thomas have to say about fear? Saint
1: Thomas has a lot to say about fear. He has, you know, he's always um, he's got good. When he talks about something, he tends to to speak completely on a subject. If he says on on fear, which he does here, he tends to like, wow, I you you really covered your your bases pretty well there. You like you covered stuff that. I didn't even know was there to be covered.
0: He was still manning an argument that I didn't even like, think about, conceive right. that that was even an argument for fear.
1: Right. And, it, and you know, it's he does impressive. it in his philosophical way with terms that people don't, people like me don't understand. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little confused by your tactics. <laughs> Keep acting tough until I figure it out. Okay. So, however, on fear, he really has a lot to say, even for him. Um he talks about it in mult in many different sections he, of the summa of the summa of course um he says like what it is uh you know is it uh, a part of is it the an appetite what is the subject of fear what is the object of fear um and so is it a sin is fear a sin right uh, that's and that's ultimately that's where I want to get to today
0: good because that's what I'd like to get to
1: right um and so he starts off his his very first question that he, he says, um, whether the object of fear is good or evil. Okay. Um, and he says that the object of fear is evil. Augustine says that there is no cause for fear, save the loss of the good that we love. And so the loss of a good, the deprivation of a good, would be the definition of an evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so he says that there are two ways that man might fear this loss of the good. Um, okay. And that is either by uh, deficiency on his own part or by strength on the opposition, part of the opposition.
0: I really uh, relate to the, the former rather than the latter. Right. We're really both. Because if you have a deficiency,
1: you also view the, the opposition as... Stronger, stronger than, than as, what as it strong, really is. ...powerful, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that uh that that's just important like because i think we kind of think fear is like oh i'm afraid of the dark
0: mhm
1: you know and he he is not necessarily talking about, about you know what, that supposedly
0: fear. uh saint thomas aquinas was fearful of thunder um was he yeah and i think that's such a i think that's such a beautiful thing in reality because it's very childlike okay so here's I think the
1: distinction he would make is was he afraid of the thunder or was he startled did the did, did thunder like startle like scare him when it happened you know because yeah distinction the, distinctions w- the are one key. is a rational uh takes place you know in the intellect mm-hmm. and it, you know is the the will being driven by the intellect it's a rational d- process mm-hmm. and the other is it just simply like I'm startled. I'm, I'm startled easily. Like some people are just easily startled.
0: Please do not
1: scare, like, startle my wife. I I was gonna use her as an example, but I was like, you know, she's not my wife.
0: I better not do that. Yeah. So one of the things. But that yes, I have, Haley, lady Haley, yes, is very easily startled. And if you do, even it... even if she knows you're there, if you, you can do still it, startle like, her. When we first, when we first married, I like, I kind of like to. Like, it's fun to scare like, people. Yes, yeah, scare like jump out from a corner. Ah, you know. Right. And uh, I did that. And she started crying. And I realized really fast, I was having fun. We were having fun. What? <laughs> this is not fun anymore. I, and I realized, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a learning curve on the, uh, yeah. the marriage scale. Yeah. But, um, so anyway. Yeah.
1: So he, uh, he covers a lot of interesting questions. Um,
0: Here's something that I have. Oh, maybe, like maybe, for maybe, whether, whether maybe fear it itself
1: can be feared.
0: Whether you could be basically fearful of being fearful, yes.
1: And he says yes that you can be afraid of scrupulosity
0: of fearfulness.
1: Like he says, almost. There, you could you could have fear of being tempted, and you could be afraid of the situation of being tempted. And so, like that's like a being afraid of the fear, because if you're going through temptations a fear always originates from outs the outside is what he says so fear never comes from something w- from within so um he says is sin the
0: object of fear uh what do you mean by fear doesn't come from within because like i feel like that i like i build up these uh, these scenarios where i'm i become fearful and it's because of my projections yes um so he what he says is that
1: we can only have, we can only fear things external to us. That if something is internal to us, we don't fear it because it's already part of us. He says it in, he says it in much more eloquent. Um, yeah,
0: I just don't understand that. I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, so when he says whether evil, the evil of sin is the object of fear, uh, he says as the object of hope is the future good, difficult but possible to obtain. So the object of fear is a future evil, arduous, and not easily avoided. Um, Let me see where he says... He talks about whether sudden things are especially feared. And he says, yes, that they are, just kind of because...
0: You're human. He says,
1: like, oh, you have less time to... Basically, you have less time to kind of make up your mind about them, and so it exaggerates the
0: the fear. Let let me tell you where I'm I'm typically most fearful. Okay. Uh, I'm a people pleaser. I want people to, to like me. I want people to, like, you know, I want you to be happy. I want to make you happy. You know, I'm a people pleaser. Okay. And so when I do something that, I, when I like, when I put out the show or, like, when we when it's my topic or, like, when I have to write something or right. a blog or whatever, I'm always fearful of, like, are they going to like it? Are they going to see me as a sinner? Like, are they going to see me as, like, somebody who, who is just a, a fraud? Like, are they going to see past like some of the good things that maybe I've been writing because I've basically stole it from St. Thomas, and then they see me that like that I'm a joke, and I I realize that a lot of times when that happens, it's because I'm so worried about what other people think about me uh, that mm. and I'm not focused on am I doing it. For the love of God, right? Or am I doing it because I want people to like me, or I want to be held up to a higher esteem, or I want people to think that I'm smart or funny or whatever that that occasion is? But I'm when I fear like fearfulness, like for me, a lot of times is not necessarily I'm scared of of a of something that happens. Typically, my adrenaline kicks in and I react. I'm, I'm a aggressor when something like fearful happens. Uh, physically. Yeah, and I, I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just something that's, uh, I don't know, a part of me. Yeah. But when I experience fear, is when I'm experiencing like it's social 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 pressures. pressures. Yeah. Of knowing like I don't think that they are gonna like me. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna think that I'm dumb or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm a sales guy by trade. So like, my whole job is to make people happy. You know, and make you know, and that's like what I do for a living. And so, when that doesn't happen, uh, that's the humbling experience that I that I experience, you know, that I have um, with fear. Okay, so here's one thing we're talking. He talks about
1: fear being external in many, 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 many places. Here's here's one. He says uh, from this, this is just following up exactly from what I just had read. From this, we gather that whatever is entirely subject to our power and will is not the object of fear and that nothing gives rise to fear save what is due to an external cause now now human will is is the proper cause of the e- of the evil of sin and consequently evil of s- and consequently the evil of sin Wait, now human will is the proper cause of the evil of sin and consequently evil of sin properly speaking is not an object of fear but since the human will may in- be inclined to sin by an extrinsic cause it is the cause it is this cause that has a strong power of inclination in the respect that man may fear the evil of sin that arises from within even though it's really from an extrinsic cause
0: I have no idea what you were just talking about
1: So he, I'll find it I'll find it better at the break where okay. he says more specifically because he does he makes it he makes this point clear that he uses the example of like Adam and Eve were not afraid of sinning in the moment that they were because it was coming from within them.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot, I mean that that happens all the time, right? It's like whenever I sin, I'm not scared of necessarily sin. Sin is really good at like you know, the devil's really good at like saying like no, this is good, and then you feel remorse afterwards and like yeah. how terrible you are. You don't think about the remorse and things like that until after it happens. Right. Um, but we should be fearful of sin. Yes. If that is the thing to fear, yeah. if if there is a reason to fear, it is that. All right, I'm gonna turn the AC on in the break. Yeah, it is hot. Yeah, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada, and Jim Spencer. Happy birthday to Jim Finster. Made that mistake earlier, so I was looking for where it says he, there is a, here in the Summa he talks about. He he lays it out about why fear is always extrinsic. I don't think I copied that question. I copied maybe all of them except for that one. But so here, um, and of course,
0: that's the one we talked about
1: where he says whether fear itself can be feared the very beginning of his um, respondio he says as stated above uh, answer number three nothing can be the object of fear save what is due to an extrinsic cause but not which ensues from our own will so now fear partly arises from an extrinsic 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 cause and is partly the subject of the will so anyway then he goes on talking about something else but that is
0: <coughs> Ooh. God bless you. Thank you. You may have mercy on your soul. I hope he does. Anyway,
1: you I it. just wanted to... That's the best I could do. I said I was going to look forward to the break. He didn't do that's, it. That's all I have here in my notes. Um, there are some uh, interesting questions that he does go over here um, that I would like to... Uh, whether fear makes one suitable for counsel. Okay. He gives two answers. Uh, yes and no. Whether one is suitable for receiving counsel and when, whether one is suitable for giving counsel. Okay. And so he says, uh, wherefore, are men seek counsel especially when they are afraid. He says, That's, yes, if you are afraid, seek counsel. And, but then he says, con, uh, conversely, he says, owing to the want of right judgment, every passion considered in itself hinders the faculty of giving good counsel. So if you are afraid, you shouldn't be giving counsel. Okay. That's
0: that is just good quality practical stuff right there. Well, and it's kind of I don't know, I don't know about that. If you mean I don't want to be against Saint Thomas Aquinas. That's not that's not the position I'm being like that. I want to be, but like if you're the general in a war and you're scared and it's your duty to give uh, orders, um, and and say this is what you you have a a, a
1: job to do. You have to do your job. But he's talking about like giving good advice. You know, maybe you shouldn't be like you know flank the whatever oh and make sure that you're matching out you're maxing your 401k you know like talking about giving advice to people you know not giving for the general this is not advice he's giving commands and i think that's a good distinction he would advice and commands yeah yeah Yeah, but you should actually make sure you're maxing out your 401k you're giving away free money if you're not getting the match okay (laughs) it's free money Don't be afraid of the free money. Jim, I want to
0: apologize for that example.
1: Okay, and so um, then, here's this is like the money. This is the money question right here. Whether fear is a sin, and I tried not to highlight his entire respondio, but... But you did. You know, it all got highlighted. Yep. So let's go through it. A human act is said to be a sin on account of its being inordinate, because the good of a human act consists in order, as stated above, and he gives a bunch of stuff, um, now this due order requires that the appetite be the subject to the ru- be subject to the ruling reason, um, which is why if you're afraid you shouldn't be giving advice because your you, uh, your appetites are disordered. You, now your appetites are ruling your reason instead of your reason. There's some
0: deficiency there,
1: right. It's backwards. And reason dictates that certain things should be shunned and other things sought after. Among things to be shunned, it dictates that some are to be shunned more than others and among things to be sought after that some should be sought after more than others. Moreover, the more a good is to be sought after, the more the opposite evil is to be shunned. The result is that reason dictates that certain goods are to be sought after more than certain evils are to be avoided. That makes sense. I mean, there's mm-hmm. levels of goods there's levels of right, evils. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, not all sin is the same. Not right. all sin is mortal. Right. Accordingly, when the appetite shuns what the reason dictates that we should endure rather than forefoot others that we should rather seek for, fear is inordinate and sinful. So if your fear is causing you to shun things that shouldn't be shunned that much, so if you're overshunning or undershunning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if you're over-pursuing a good... Shun, re-shun. You know, it's like there are some, some things that are good, like chocolate. Mm -hmm. uh is good but if your appetites are causing you to pursue that good more than is uh consistent you know more than it should be Mm -hmm. then now you know there's a deficiency i don't know why how anyone is like how fear is going to come into you eating more chocolate but i think if you're afraid you might actually eat more actually i think maybe you would eat more chocolate like
0: there is stress eating yeah yeah exactly um so anyway that's when he says that it's a sin nothing about that I, like, don't eat when I'm stressed. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Yeah. I know. On the other hand, when the appetite
1: fears so as to shun what reason requires to be shunned, the appetite is neither inordinate nor sinful. So when you, when you do shun, that which should be shunned. unshun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then he says whether fear is a mortal sin. Okay. So now we're like... What is he
0: just... Like, can you just tell me? Like, what he said? You don't have to read it? No, like, just I'd, tell
1: me? I, I need to read it because okay. it's specific. Okay. It's yes and no. Right. Okay? There's three reasons why it's yes. Right. There's two reasons why it's, it's no. It's not that long. It's not that long. Okay. Um, fear is a sin through being inordinate. That is to say, through shunning what ought not be shunned according to reason. Now, sometimes this inordinateness of fear is confined to the sensitive appetites without the accession of the rational appetite's consent. And then it cannot be mortal, but only a venial sin. But then sometimes this inordinateness of fear reaches to the rational appetite, which is called the will, which deliberately shuns something against the dictative reason. And this inordinateness of fear is sometimes a mortal sin, sometimes a venial sin. For if man, through fear of the danger of death or any other temporal evil, is so disposed as to do what is forbidden or to omit what is commanded by the divine law, such fear is a mortal sin. Otherwise, it is a venial sin. So, okay, so tell me what he just said. um, If man is to fear the danger of death or any other temporal evil, if, for if a man through fear of the danger of death or any other temporal evil is so disposed as to do what is forbidden... Or omit what is commanded by the divine law. Such fear is mortal sin. So, it has to reach the like the level of your intellect. You have to know that what you're. I mean, it's like kind of the same thing. The same. It seems to me, what he's saying is that the same rules for mortal sin apply. You have to know what you're doing is wrong. Engrave. It has to be grave.
0: Mm-hmm. And you have so to if, do it anyway. If
1: it's just in the sensitive appetites, it's probably just venial. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know, because sometimes fear can cloud your judgment so much mm-hmm. um, that you don't know, you know, like mm-hmm. you just aren't thinking anymore, you know, uh, the,
0: or rash. You don't, you're not thinking rationally.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not thinking correctly. Right. Um, and so you just make bad decisions, and that's why, if you're afraid, you shouldn't be giving counsel. Right. Um, but it seems to me like kind of the same rules for mortal sin. If you know, if you if you can say, yes, I know this is wrong, I know it's bad, and I'm freely choosing to do it anyway because I'm afraid not to,
0: huh. that's still a mortal sin. Okay. Okay. Does is that, is that square with you? Yeah. Well, I'm never go like, there's very few things that I'm going to disagree with in, with St. Thomas Aquinas. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I do, but I think that that's the importance of the little way. Right. That's the importance of doing the small things. That's mm-hmm. the importance of making sure that you're taking care of the domestic church, doing mm-hmm. the things that God has given you to do. Right. Because and not worry about these big things. Maybe you maybe you can't do big things, but you can do little things with great love. Yep. And so that's the that's the reason why. In order to build up to these these moments of you know, maybe I am a little worried that like if I get put in this situation, uh, I will be fearful and I won't make the right decision. Mm-hmm. But the 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 habit of doing the good, you know, being a virtuous person is a is like a muscle memory. So like that's the importance of making sure that you're exercising these muscles, if you will, uh, to where when you get put in that situation, it becomes almost an instant reflex, an instinct right. that happens. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you do the little mundane things the right way. And that's the hardest thing. That's like what I hate doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like making that cold call when you don't really have to. Right. It's the uh, making sure you pay a little extra attention to your son right. when like training your will. it's okay that if you would you know it's not like you're a bad dad if you don't do that or yeah. like making sure you go out of your way to tell your wife that you love her um the fifth time for the day you know or like whatever that the example is you have to make sure that you're doing it over and over and over again because if you can't do the big thing or you can't do the little things you're not gonna be able to do the big things i also think that we have to learn to detach
1: ourselves from the things of this world. I, for it's it seems yeah, like no doubt in my own life anyway, if I have a if I have fear, it's because I'm afraid to lose something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a reputation, whether it's a child, a material good, whether it's yeah, a house, I mean whatever it is. Sure. Training ourselves to let go. I mean just just sit there and ask yourself, what are you most afraid to lose? And then in prayer, give that to God. Just just surrender it, surrender it to him. Say, God, I'm afraid of losing this. You take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it's not like you can just you know pray that prayer one time and it's like there i'm not i'm not afraid of that anymore that's not the way no, there may be
0: a thorn in your side that uh god ask, you know wants you to take but what now like
1: if you know what you're what what are you afraid of what a gift to be able to make now a beautiful prayer every time you pray mm-hmm. now and it's a beautiful like, offering train yourself just to like give it give it to him Like imagine,
0: give it away, give it away, exactly. Now,
1: just picture yourself. Yes, Lord, if that's what you ask, I say yes. If you ask me to, you know, like uh, the Martin family, Mm -hmm. they had all these children die, terrible, Mm -hmm. tragic. If God, God, if you ask that of me, you may have my children right now. Right. That is like a terrifying thing for me to pray. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not asking for that to happen. I don't want that. I don't want it to happen. But if you want it, Lord, I just want to conform to your will. Exactly. Make me in your image, not my own. Yeah. And if you do that, what if, if you give away all that you fear to lose, you have nothing left to fear.
0: Hmm. Basil, was Basil yes. Hayden was good. Basil Hayden was good. Forty three dollars. Not bad. Good. A, I would buy it again. A good buy. Right. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.